0: The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello,
1: everybody, and thanks for joining us today on The Open Door. We are continuing our series, The Enlightenment Masterclass, with another uh, part. This is at eleven, believe it or not. I think we realized this is just about the third month now that we've been doing this series, and it just goes by so fast. Anyway, well, I am Tom Schumacher,
2: and I'm Terry Kennedy, and I'm Sid Bennett,
1: and I kind of want to jump right into this gentleman, and and also as had been the custom up until now. I've been giving kind of a summary of where we've been so far through the series. I think I'll spare you, at least at this moment, and I'll save it to the end of the show today. So if you want to kind of hang around for that, I can give you kind of a quick rundown of where we've been and where we're going with the show. But today we're talking about putting on our Christhood daily. And one of the things that we know is that spiritual tests come in all shapes and sizes, from the grand to the mundane. And a lot of times we don't even perhaps realize that by doing what we do with consciousness, with focus and intention, we are basically passing tests we're putting on our Christhood daily, and one of the things I wanted to mention as we kind of launch into this is from last week's show, it was a quote, which was, The goal of life and the and Father's purpose for me in my present embodiment as a student of the Ascended Masters is to be a Christ having authority and dominion over every outer condition. What does that mean?
3: Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, it is blasphemy to the Orthodox religions. <laughs> the whole concept of an individual becoming the Christ, I mean, of course, there's only one Son of God, and that we agree with that. It's the Christ as the Son of God. Jesus, an individual like all of us, a very advanced one, albeit, <laughs> yeah. um, put on his Christhood. And that is the path we're supposed to walk. So what the ascended masters have taught us, it is not just giving yourself to Jesus, asking him to be your Savior, it's honoring Jesus by following in his footsteps. And we can follow in his footsteps because we, too, can put on the Christ consciousness. We have a holy Christ self. It's above us, if you've ever seen our chart of the <laughs> presence. And the idea is that holy Christ self comes down, or we come up, and we merge with our Christ self. So we become, you know, John the Christ, Mary the Christ, whoever. And this is an astonishing and profound and radical teaching Radical in the sense it's so different from what Christians have been taught for 2,000 years. The false truth, or false, uh, what they claim to be truth, that Jesus is the only son of God and that everything comes through him. We are all sons and daughters of God. With the lowercase s, we can become the higher case s as we become one with our Christ. Not only are we supposed to do it, but we can do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I think one of the, the things we have to understand is that Christ is in the details, and that if we are conscious and aware, if our attention is focused on coming up higher and being the Christ, then everything we do has meaning, everything we do has a certain, carries a certain accountability, and we go back to our, one of our favorite topics, which is karma, that as we know God is the doer, we are co-creators with God, putting on our Christhood is a responsibility we have to honor, as you said, the path to God through the examples given to us by the Ascended Masters,
3: particularly Jesus. Well, I think it's what's important, though, Tom, as we position this, is for those that seek God's will, not people that seek success and worldly glory for themselves because they do right things, so to speak. And on the outer, it looks like they're wonderful, philanthropic people and so forth. Mm-hmm. So there are two separate paths. There's the left-handed path and the right-handed path. And the right-handed path is the one will lead to your Christhood. The left-handed path takes you away from your Christhood. So to begin this path and to put on your Christhood daily, you might, must sort of get aligned with God, so to speak. Not perfected in a human sense, but aligned with God's will in your love and your devotion to become that which he wants you to be. Yeah. And if you don't have that love of God, you can't walk this path.
1: Now, one of the things that we know in the course of doing this on a day-to-day basis is that distractions come that the the noise of life sometimes wants to interfere and that we've called it variably opposition you know interference noise whatever but in the course of putting on the christhood there is a point where we realize not every force in the universe wants us to succeed
2: no and you know um i was just thinking too the the important i think the important aspect of recognizing that we have a holy christ self and learning to work with that holy christ self is because That Holy Christ self is the advocate between where we are as the lowercase son and where God is in our mighty I am presence as the uppercase uh, God, you know, the mighty I am presence. And so if we don't, if we're not knowledgeable and if we don't claim that Christ, we'll never get home to God. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's the whole point that we've we've got
3: our karma here. And, and we can't take that karma into the God yet. Well, it, it holds us back is what yeah. it does. And again, when you look at the life of Jesus, uh, let's say he was not universally loved. The people loved him. But look at the opposition. You were mentioning, Tom, in terms of his life. Why? Because he came to challenge the darkness. He brought the judgment. You know, and, and those that were very comfortable in their religion, the Sanhedrin and so forth. And one of things continue as they were because they had the power. And many of them, their motives apparently were not to become one with God, but to pretend to be godly and uh, take that power onto themselves. So we do, as you suggest, Tom, we do have to understand there is opposition to us becoming the Christ because it's a challenge to every false teaching and every fallen angel on this planet who likes things the way they are. They're in control for the Mm -hmm. most part. They want to continue that. When you take your stand and said, I am going to return home to God, I'm going to put on my Christhood by his grace, I'm going to walk this path, you become a challenge to them. And of course, that's why we use, so every day in our lives, the calls to Archangel Michael for our protection and so forth. So there's a lot of pieces to this equation, beginning with the recognition you can become the Christ. And I think then you understand the equation, there's opposition to that, and like any good thing, and you need the protection of God and so forth. But I I, I think as we talk about this path today, and Mrs. Prophet in her lecture talks about the things in our lives that help make this path, we understand that this path can be walked. Because I think if you hear, I can put on my Christhood, that's impossible. How can I possibly do that? Mm -hmm. And so you have to stand, it is possible, and especially when you realize you aren't perfecting the human. There is a mastery involved, and we're going to be talking about that, but it's displacing the human by the Christ that is already within you.
1: You know, and you're totally right. We're not here to perfect the human. We're here to become the divine. But there's a point where we want to do what we do with as much perfection as we can, you know, basically honoring the purity of God within us to do it. I was thinking, as preparing for the show today, what kinds of things are there out there that we could relate to this symbolically? One of the ones that came to me was this whole concept of uh, Japanese flower arranging or the tea ceremony where every single item, every single part of the process is done with as much focused intention and consciousness as possible, making it a work of art, Mm. doing every single thing. And you mentioned last week, Sid, we were talking about one of the excerpts that uh, Mrs. Prophet has given us about when you make custard for everybody, you, you, you make it as well as you possibly can. You do everything appropriately right intention you're there you're present with it you're not just doing it by rote by some mechanical means
3: well you, you you are you're developing a discipline you're developing a way to do things do things right do things with the allness of your heart whatever it is you know whether it's cleaning the 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 bathrooms or making dinner or washing the dishes whatever it is it's like brother lawrence took the love of god to doing the dishes if you know know that story and so that's what's important and I want to just, if I may, why do we need mastery? You know, if, if we can put on our Christhood, why do we need mastery? Because when you put on your Christhood and God gives you the fullness of that and all power in heaven and earth, so to speak, you have to know not to misuse that power. Because every place upon the path, there is that opportunity. And that fallen angels, you know, did that. And they left their the, the first estate and they misused the light and the power. So, how do you know inadvertently you're not going to misuse the power? By developing mastery. You become a master of yourself and your ability to stay in harmony whatever comes your way and that allows god to give you that increased light and power because he knows you won't misuse it either intentionally or unintentionally so it's kind of an interesting equation here again not perfecting the human but developing a mastery so that you and your physical form if you walk the earth as a Christed one will not make the mistake of misusing that energy, which is significant karma, shall we say, yeah. but be the instrument of God so the more light you can contain, the more people can be helped.
1: You know, It brings to mind the three Ds we've spoken of many times before of discrimination, uh, discernment, and determination from Maitreya, yeah. where we we discriminate day to day as to what is the right thing to do. We are determined to do the right thing, and we have the discernment to know the difference. Yeah. You know, And it's one of those things where It's a measure of what we are aware of as to how we respond to situations that come up to us, perhaps surprisingly. You know, it's not the ones that we're prepared for necessarily. It's the ones that come out of the blue, out of left field. Suddenly, oh, I have this situation. It's one of those Christhood tests, you know, And, and God has to test us. He has to know what we're made of.
2: Yeah, and, and, you know, it's it's a matter of uh, momentum, you know, and, of course, uh, Mark Prophet, you know, has given some great uh, one teachings. One or two. <laughs> one or two on momentum. Hundreds. I mean, you think of uh, Yo-Yo, is it Yo-Yo man
1: Yo-Yo Yo-Yo Ma.
2: Yeah, yeah and, and, and his uh, mastery of the cello, you know, he started out. Making mistakes, and then he became better and better, increment by increment. And you know, and once he's reached, he you could say for the most part, he's reached mastery on that particular line.
1: Well, it's we we put him to Christ daily,
2: right? And he can take that home. He can take that and put that into his causal body, and that that gives him uh, gives a balloon more opportunity to go up. You
1: know, as long as he's not playing jazz.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, they're right and wrong music. And I think too. When we desire, you know, it, it, you say, so, can I say to God, I want to put on my Christor?" That seems rather presumptuous, doesn't it? <laughs> Looking at it, my life these days and my karma and so forth. You know, your karma is your karma, and you're going to balance it one way or the other. But that's not what God sees. God sees the potential in you, and there is a path that can be walked, and it's not necessarily one of glamour. In fact, I almost guarantee it won't be one of glamour. <laughs> yeah, can, yeah, um, no but kidding. it will be one of the tests, and you know... <laughs> Uh, we were talking this weekend and and with a group of people about you know, the tests are coming in every day, whether it could be in the grocery store, you know, where you get impatient or irritated or, you know, you lose your harmony over something that in the scheme of things probably is not that important. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. or, or at home when your spouse does something that you've told them 15 times not to do it that way and they continue to do it. There might be just a little <laughs> bit of irritation creep in and, and in the scheme of things, it's detrimental to you because I love this teaching and let me give it to you now if I may. And that is when you're in inharmo- harmonious you are separate from your Christ self. Yeah. So it happens to us all the time, but you can get yourself right, call upon the law of forgiveness, and allow that Christ to continue to work through us. And that's why it's important to gain that mastery. Yeah. And
1: I think it's a corollary to that teaching, and thank you for sharing it too, is that mastery is simply the best and highest love because what we do, we offer to God. Yeah. I know. And you'll you,
3: you go someplace and, you know, uh, we were in a restaurant the other night, and, and this high school student was our waitress, and she so exuded concern and care. It was real. I mean, it wasn't put on, you know, how can I help you, da da, da. you know, the rote thing you get in some places. And it's the difference between engaging your heart oh, and yeah. not. And and what she was doing was a step forward on her Christhood, whether she realized it or not. And so that's why it's important to do everything, no matter how mundane, no matter how lowly your job. And I've had some lowly jobs in my lifetime. <laughs> I can tell you. We, we all you have. Know, you give it your all. You yeah. give it your all. Yeah, you do. Well, you and, know, and, and it's
2: and it's what's in your heart, you know. And I mean, you can recognize, you know, this waitress might have been. You recognized her heart was in the right place, and maybe she was making a mistake here or there. But you 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 go with the flow, and you give them a. You give them a star for doing the best that they can. Well,
1: and you know by the fact that it inspired you that it inspires others. The people, yeah. no matter where they may be, they pause. They look at that and they go, you know, maybe I could handle this moment better. This is a great example. Pay it forward. You know, it's uh, the well, it, – we used to say, I want some of what he has. Yeah. No, you know, that, that idea that we look at, we we recognize orically, spiritually, what somebody is bringing into this moment and we either know that it's an up experience or a down or maybe it's neutral, who knows. But when it's up like that, like you described, it, like I want some of that too. I want to be reminded to do that all the time.
3: Well, what I what I teach my daughter on this is that that person and people that do the opposite of that, they become what they're manifesting in a much greater way. They build a momentum. That girl has been a momentum of giving of our heart and real concern. People that are angry because they don't like their job or they don't make enough money or whatever it is they become that, they turn into that it becomes reinforced, so however you want to be a year or ten years from now, be that way now yeah, yeah. Be, be
1: that be the, that's great, be that way be now, be now. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to the 60's <laughs> well, we're going to take a break right now when we come back we'll listen to the first of two excerpts from Mrs. Prophet on this subject and in particular on what it means to serve as an opportunity to be one with God, don't go away, we'll be right back
0: your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
4: At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On the open door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org.
5: Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. Everything it is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over fifty years we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light the goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating for a free download of one of our most popular books go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads
4: follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment
0: listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show.
1: And we are back. Thanks for staying with us today on The Open Door. We're continuing our lengthy Enlightenment Masterclass series. And today's topic, of course, as many of them are, is about Christhood and putting it on daily. Now, there are opportunities to serve God and the light everywhere. Here's more.
6: The goal of life and the Father's purpose for me in my present embodiment as a chila of the Ascended Masters is to be a Christ having authority and dominion over every outer condition. It is not enough to sit at the Master's table, today there is a great need for vigilance and service among the students in order for these teachings to be made known as the waters cover the sea and as a prerequisite to your ascension we urge that the student on the path be alert to the opportunities of discipleship to demonstrate cosmic law in his daily affairs and to maintain the equanimity of the Christ consciousness, no matter what subtle argument might seem to compel him to descend into the depths of mortal vanities. When we are alert and we see what we must do to serve, to demonstrate cosmic law, and we are working on a project, if it's the right project, you will find a thousand and one distractions. Children, friends, coworkers, staff, pulling you in many opposite areas. You will also find that you don't want to do what you're doing, even though you know you want to do what you're doing. And you are really immensely enthusiastic about it. But when it comes down to getting it done, there's a pressure And that pressure is to take you by subtle argument. I don't feel well. I should take a break and go get a meal. I have this or that problem. I should go out and do this. I should go do that. I must run to the bank. I have to take care of this. Subtle argument, whatever it may be, to compel you to descend to the depths of mortal vanity. It happens all the time. I talk to staff who are doing highly important things and they can think of 11 or 12 other things that they ought to be doing. And if you aren't vigilant and you don't have a tough and strong mind, you will think that every one of those 11 or 12 things are very important. So therefore you find out that discipline in a daily schedule, setting aside time, managing yourself and your energy wisely is important. Some slice of your day that is best for you has to belong to you and God and no one else may enter that circle. You put a sign on your door and that's it. And most things, if you handle them on a daily basis with people, whatever your obligations and responsibilities in life, most things can be handled at a set time. Not very often do you find that the period you've set aside for God is going to be disrupted by emergencies and extra things that just have to be done. But if you neglect the care of people you're responsible to and other duties and so forth, then it will disrupt the period that you've set aside. So if you're going to set aside that aloneness for your best work, you've got to come out of it and deal with the other demands on your life. So, you have many different trades and professions, but one of the points of mastery of discipleship, mastery itself, is self-management, the management of your time, your use of time. One of the worst dissipations in service is conversation. There's a time for conversation and there's a time for work. And consecrated work, concentrated work, should not be interrupted by unnecessary conversation with co-workers. It's one thing to have to explain something to get a job done. It's definitely poor organization to talk about what you did last night, what you ate, your ailments, who you like and don't like, what kind of energy you're handling, and all kinds of extraneous Business that really distracts from the path of mastery, of accelerating the pulling down of light of your I Am Presence. It's not the sign of a professional to carry on chatter all day long. And that dedication of your space to professionalism, which means discipleship, is important. The need to chatter can come from various things can come from unbalanced chakras. It can come from a need for friendship and a certain amount of social life. If you need that, you should get it at mealtimes with people or wherever you happen to be, whenever the allotted time is for your social life. If you need a social life, recognize it and put it in its proper place. That way, when you work, you work hard. When you have fun, you have a lot of fun. When you worship, you're all there and intense in your devotion when you study you study hard and you get the teaching you get the law and you go out from it but signs of an imbalanced life or diet or exercise or sleep is when you're doing one thing and you're trying to do everything else too or you let anything and everything else come in your way and you get a a mixed up kind of a day and it's very tiring it's very draining and the worst part of it is when the day is over you don't have anything to show for it and therefore you lose your sense of self-worth because you haven't accomplished anything. And that kind of dissipation of energy is not self-mastery, and you'll get no pat on the head for it. In order for the students to move forward, it is necessary for all to make a covenant with their own mighty I Am Presence this very hour to charge their minds and worlds with such a powerful action of the sacred fire that its very holiness transform their lives and make the slightest disturbance of that precious flame unthinkable.
1: <laughs> we must be shepherds of that flame, mustn't we? Yeah. You know, everything in its proper place and time. I mean, there's, there's a, a there's so much practical wisdom in what we just heard because every moment counts.
3: It it counts, and I think going back again to what the motive of your heart is, I think there's two things that I got out of this in terms of how do you walk this as a spiritual person and demonstrate this mastery. The first one is you have to keep contact with God. Mrs. Prophet said you've got to have time every day when it's you and God. You know, your friend, your spouse, your neighbor is not going to cement that relationship with God. You have to do it yourself. And if you're to go forth and take upon these things, as well as dealing with the opposition, you have to position yourself at that place where you can receive God's help and support. And I love this last quote. She said, for students to move forward, it's necessary for all to make a covenant with their own mighty I am presence, to charge their minds and worlds with such a powerful access of sacred fire, that as a very holiness transforms their lives. In other words, It's not a self-help book that is going to get you there where you want to go. It may help you in terms of ordering things as practical things, but it's that holiness and that presence of God that you're bringing to the equation of your life along with the secular knowledge that is very valuable and very helpful in these things. We went to Stephen Covey's uh, teaching, very, very powerful teachings. So it's not just an exercise of the mind where you discipline yourself. The spirit must be an integral part of bringing this mastery to your day-to-day life, this professionalism, this uh, control of time, whatever it is you need, mm-hmm. it can't just be a mental exercise. It has to have the spiritual component to really make that progress.
2: Boy, I, I remember, I remember
3: the, uh, uh, the
2: phrase, we are professional sons and daughters of God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's it's a great way to think about yourself.
1: Oh, it is totally. And I want to go back to what you said to start this, um, your, your, your commentary was, we want to save a part of each day for God. I mean, what does that look like? I mean, we know decrees, meditation, you know, prayer work of various kinds. But it's also being present with what you're doing if you do it with the highest God, I Am Presence intention. Yeah. You know?
3: I mean, you can you can call to your Holy Christ self, help me to write this letter. Exactly.
6: You know, I'm maybe a there. boring letter,
3: <laughs> but you can bring light or energy into it. And I, you know, and I think going back to, to, um, keeping God with you all day. It's like, you don't go to church once a week and talk to God. You do it every day. And you're, you're hourly, you're trying to make that attunement with your Holy Christ self. And the Holy Christ self is like any friend. The more you draw upon mm-hmm. it and invite him into your life, the more he'll be there. The more you ignore him or her and push him away, then the less he'll be there. It's like, it's like ignoring your voice of conscience. Yeah. Um. The more you do that, the less you'll get it. So you know, work on this. It, it's it's developing a relationship.
1: Well, how often do we reference the fact that we want to build momentum? That this is this is not a one and done kind of a situation that we're in. This requires momentum. Get through the inertia of our passivity, whatever it is, that causes us not to go where we need to go or want to go. But once we get the momentum, it's it easier and easier. It's
3: self reinforcing. Yeah. Yeah. And again. Uh, I, I don't want to belabor this point, which apparently I am, but I will anyway. belabor <laughs> away. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. And that is the motive has to be pure. You want to get closer to God. You want to be more of God. You want to serve others. Not just so you get that next job or next raise or whatever. God will bring you things you need. Yeah. But you make yourself right with God and stay there. Because the world will tempt you for these little compromises. Oh, come on, you know, just do this. What's the harm, you know? Surely you shall not die. So, (laughs) um, you know, that's what you bring to it. And when you bring to that... Mistakes happen, we make mistakes, but you know, God can help you to overcome those. And, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a certain peace and joy that comes upon you, not in the sense that you've already put on your Christ, but you're doing the things that will bring you closer to God, and you're doing what God wants you to do. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that make you happy? It makes, it should, yes, immensely happy.
1: And, you know, one of the things that we have alluded to many times before is that these are truths that we should have been taught from earliest childhood an awareness of what we're doing, our Christhood, even the concept of the I am presence being part of our identity as, as a Christed being and as, as God's in becoming, you know, that it's not happening where it should be happening, which is in the schools, maybe even in the home. So we've got to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll listen to the second excerpt from this lecture by Mrs. Prophet. She talks a bit more about the importance of education, particularly as it pertains to when we start that education of the, the individual's awareness of their Christ self. We'll be back in a few moments. Please stay with us.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
7: Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access lesson 1 right now completely free no login required simply go to tsl.org/keepers
4: VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to The Open Door brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org Now, back to our show.
1: You know, I, I think it's probably a given that you know, we ultimately all want God's will and his loving plan to manifest in our lives. And this is something that we all should be taught from a very early age. Here's more.
6: Some people are so deprived and battered from the wrong kind of education, the wrong kind of upbringing, and the wrong kind of childhood, that you need to take a new spiral and repeat what you should have done when you were two years old, three years old, four years old, and put yourself through it by learning to be a teacher at the same time you are a student. And if you never become a teacher, you will heal yourself and you will know the do's and don'ts of divine parenthood. And if you never become a human parent or are married and have children, you will become a world parent, a world father or a world mother because everybody does. We are all here to mother and father life and help one another. And understanding the Montessori path, the movement and the revolution is understanding sensitivities of the soul in one another. And when we understand them, we realize how crude we have been to cross the hallowed circle of individual creativity. One of the worst mistakes all people make is either when children or adults are in the process of needing something or doing something to rush in and do it for them instead of allowing them to complete the ritual of the doing or of the task. This is very detrimental to children. And you'll see adults. A child starts to do something and an adult rushes in to help him. And the thing he does not need is adult help. What he does need is respect that he is capable of figuring out how to do what he's doing for himself and getting a victory and a point of self-mastery out of the situation. But we do that to one another. And we find that we interfere with the creative cycles of one another. So to allow the disturbance of the precious flame unthinkable for the disciple. But some of us are conditioned to constant interruption and great disorder and we have trained ourselves to simply flow from one thing to the other. It's a certain generation consciousness, let it flow. And then the theory of that is whatever is happening must be right and whatever we're doing must be right for us. And therefore you get psychic because you think because something happened that it was the divine will and a master came into your life and created it for you. Well, if you have discipleship and discipline in order to your life and a matrix, but you have it by the flame of love, then you have a situation where the exception to the rule, the descent of the Holy Spirit, the change, the challenge can take place and can take you out of something that might be threatening to become boredom or a routine that is so locked in it becomes rigid. The order to the life is the invitation to the Masters to step through the veil, not disorder. So think about basic concepts of personal management Setting yourself a goal and accomplishing it just for the very point of proving to yourself that you are the master of your life. Many of you did that in coming to Summit University. Many of you are probably not used to sitting for 12 weeks or studying with such intense concentration or going through so much decree work and transmutation. But you said to yourself, I'm going to do it because I want to do it and I'm gonna prove to myself I can do it. Now you have a certain level of attainment at this and you go for the next challenge, the next level of whatever your life demands, whatever your soul demands. Maybe it's a course in carpentry. Maybe it's a six month course in this or that where you accelerate hard, work hard, derive a talent and say this is exactly what I need to serve the masters To earn money for my family and my children, to put myself into a a greater level of discipline, of mental skill, physical skill, to balance my karma and do what I need to do. Americans are great on taking courses, studying self-improvement. There's a great thirst and desire for knowledge among our people. But it's a knowledge that many people gain by practical ingenuity, by their own inventiveness, by a contact with the Royal Teton Retreat. It has been a blight on Holy Spirit interaction and creativity in our nation to see how the Fallen Ones and the Watchers have come in to disturb the natural balance and equation of the flow that we ought to have here closing down of steel mills, interfering also with the auto industry and all kinds of businesses that have gone down due to Reagan's economic policies, which were due to mismanagement before that. These things going on ought not to be because they are discouraging. They are discouraging to hearts. The whole America is a community of the Holy Spirit, and everybody in it wants to feel that he's an important part of it and can do his work and we all need to feel that our leaders are protecting that work. Protecting us from unfair or uneven competition around the world that puts us out of business and wrecks havoc with the balance of trade and makes our people simply lose in life. It is a terrible yoke being placed upon the working people of America in this time. It is a yoke. It is a burden. It is a burden causing them to bear the burden of the watchers and the nephilim who have manipulated their money their system their industry their industriousness their talent and the path of discipleship which america was intended to bring to every hearth and home everyone in this land is a disciple of the master of his art or work or trade we're all disciples on the path people know this people do strive for greater attainment they just need a sprinkling of the drops of the holy spirit a certain amount of Christ mindfulness, a certain awareness of the Father so that their works will count for grace and they feel the figure eight flow as above, so below. It's a wonderful, beautiful country. And our job is to go out and infuse it with a violet flame and give people new hope. And that's what we're doing and that's what the books we send before us are doing. That's what you stumping teams going before the Lord are doing, preparing the way of the coming of the Lord who is the Christ self of every person. That Christ self is about to descend and everyone who stumps and preaches the word is like John the Baptist going before that Lord our righteousness who is about to appear to the souls of the people. It is absolutely essential for the students to realize that to misuse the energies so lovingly bestowed by the hierarchy upon their beings will not only rob them of the blessings, at hand, but also prevent further progress until they consecrate anew their life streams as a chalice of God's purity and perfection.
1: Wow, I mean, you know, I, I think there are two things going on there. One of the reasons why we played this excerpt is because there is a practical aspect of the spirituality that we speak of that can descend into our families, into our home, our workplace, wherever we happen to be at the time. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, talking about the economy and talking about the practicalities of serving and and feeding a family are so important to this whole idea of Christhood.
3: Well, I I think, Tom, too, that obviously from the comments Mrs. Prophet made, this lecture was given in the 1980s. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think what we understand is economic conditions come and go, so to speak. One day it's a boom, next day it's a bust. Well, unfortunately, those that manipulate these things, you know, they'll prosper in whatever it is. And so I think this is not to, to on a, go on a witch's hunt, but I think it's an understanding of the equation on planet Earth where there is the misuse of the creativity and the light of the people of God on this planet. And they take advantage of it to their own gain. And, and you know, we've talked about the fact that um, this is what's missing in understanding of the equation of planet Earth, not that just that we are meant to be the Christ. But as you suggest in the first segment, Tom, there are forces that don't want that to happen because they like the way it is mm-hmm. because they're riding high, so to speak, um, through their misuse of energy and so forth and their momentums that they they built uh, over the centuries. So there's a whole equation of planet Earth. And what it comes down to is that it begins with right. me
7: yep.
3: or you, yep. whatever. we can. That's really the only world we can change. And as we begin on this path of Christhood, um, You know, the world will change because there'll be greater light. And you think, what's the most I can do for the world? What's the most I can do for my family is to increase the light that you can keep in harmony, because light is the alchemical key. Light changes things. And the more light that is held in harmony in the hearts of the sons and daughters of God on this planet, it will displace the darkness. The darkness cannot exist where that light is. So we're looking at an equation of light and darkness. We want to increase the light We have to increase it within ourselves and teach others how to do that.
1: Now, one of the images that we come across many times in the teachings is this idea that we are chalices, that we are receptacles for God's purity, for his perfection, for his light, and for his love. And that as we recognize we're chalices, that we carry that chalice with us wherever we are. Yeah. Our family life, in in our worlds, in our work world, in our leisure world, wherever we happen to be, that chalice is constantly being brought forth to be filled if we're, if we're conscious of it, or emptied if we're not.
3: Well, it's, it's supposed to be empty in the sense that we give that light to those that are worthy and can receive it, and then, of course, we're replenished, but I think also we can lose that light. That's and what I'm so, referring so, and, to. And I think we have to understand that this is God's light, okay, it's not ours. What happens to some people is they'll get to a certain point in the path, and they have all this light and so forth, and they unfortunately start to identify it as their light and to use it for their purposes. And that's the quickest way to um, <laughs> to lose light, so to speak, and get on alignment with God. So when you look at the masters, they honor God first. They are not concerned with themselves. And you know, the old adage is just not about you. It's about God. And uh, us becoming one with that God, so you'll have your true individuality. You'll still be you, mm-hmm. as you put on your Christhood, but you'll be the you without the Bad stuff. Well, this is
1: a path of hope. It's a path of faith. It's a path of joy. We don't want to sugarcoat anything. I mean, this is not a, a walk in the park, but it does have a, a beautiful pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, which is the joy, the happiness, the oneness with God. This, we're doing this for a very, very important purpose. You know, I love the most that, that
3: quote in the New Testament where then there'll be no more tears. Yeah. There yeah. will be no more tears. It happens when we can leave the Maya or the illusion of this humanness. Uh, behind you know that's not ultimately real what's ultimately real is God within us so we can choose to go on like we have been for tens and thousands and (laughs) hundreds of thousands of years but we aren't going to get anywhere until we change and make the determination I am coming home to God I am going to become the person that God wants me to be put on my Christhood serve God so that others might have this light this teaching we might turn around this planet so that yes it can go into a golden age again it can happen but it begins Right with us,
1: you know, and I think we should uh, again just add that it's a calling, and that those of you who are listening to this program right now, wherever you're listening from, it the the calling is to come up higher. The calling is to merge with your Christ self, your I am presence, and to essentially get to the point where you're going to ascend and get out of this schoolroom, this this tough tough earthly schoolroom. Get out of Dodge. And get on with your, your, your transcendence beyond that.
3: But not as an escape, but so you can help others.
1: Well, I think that the escape part is that we're weary. Of course, we want to serve others. We want to serve the light. We want to serve love. We want to serve God in any way we can. But we can serve from here. or We can serve in the ascended state.
2: Just- and it's a narrow gate. <laughs> it's you know, gate. it occurs to me it's a narrow gate those who decide that they want to become the Christ it's not a big wide open you know that a big 747 can pull into right. well but you can do it yeah but you can do it
1: you can do it well let's take a break uh, we'll be back in a few minutes to wrap up things today we're talking about Christhood as we always do but in particular talking about putting on Christhood as a daily activity we'll be back in a moment please stay with us
0: starts here. Voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world.
5: Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the ascended masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads
0: us on twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn you are listening to the open door brought to you by the summit lighthouse please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org now back to our show and we are back. Thanks for staying with us on the Open
1: Door today, as we have been now for the last three months. We're talking about Christhood, teaching men the way. And I want to make a point here of saying that the course, the entire program that has, this series is based on, is from a book called the Corona Class Lessons. This is a series of 48 messages from Jesus and Kuthumi, the great psychologist, and the we, many of you will know him as Saint Francis in a previous embodiment. But there are 48 beautiful messages here that we have we have taken the uh, liberty, I think, of calling the handbook for the Aquarian Age. We're definitely wanting to promote this because this is a remarkable manual for how to live the spiritual life, how to become one with God, how to become the Christ, which is what we're talking about. This is how to learn to manage ourselves, how to save each part of the day for God, how to strive for balance, how to strive for harmony, and how to be alert to opportunities to demonstrate cosmic law and demonstrate our emerging Christhood. So one of the things we have to be willing to do is embrace change.
3: Oh, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I remember Mrs. Prophet told the story once about a student that really wanted to help uh, the ascended masters and their organization and so forth. So the student was invited to come to the to the headquarters and work there and uh, the student turned it down. And, and this uh, this is not a joke. This was the true reason they they didn't want to leave because they'd have to, to leave their special set of dishes behind. It wasn't practical to take it. <laughs> And so, I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's mm-hmm. how attached people get to things and so forth. And as as you follow the spiritual path, you have to learn to be flexible, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and when you trust God, you know that when something comes up suddenly, um, of course, you have to challenge it and say, is this really from God or attempt to distract me and so on and so forth. But you have to some flexibility of consciousness, even at the physical level. So when things come to you, I you know that, oh, is this is this God's change or is it? a change is taking me away from my path. And that's where the gift of the Holy Spirit we've talked about <laughs> discernment comes in, you know, and I love the prayer, bless or block. God, if this is your will, make sure you bless it and open the door for me. If it's not, please block it, you know, close the window on my hand if you have to, <laughs> but but stop it. So it's very important that we have that and that we're when God does call us for some change or some movement that we're sensitive to that oh, and we are. respond to it. And I think that is so key if we're going to take that next step because, you know, we see, we don't see over the horizon. God sees over the horizon and he knows what we need and where we need to be and the right time and the right place. And if we have that trust of God, we have that attunement that we know this is God's will because I prayed about it, et cetera, et cetera, then we need to follow it because it's in our own interest.
1: Well, you know, that is a great call to make to bless or block. And obviously you have to be willing to accept the answer you get. And I can speak personally from deep personal experience. There was one area in my life I was trying to perfect, and I just spent <laughs> hours and money and time. I mean, I was really focused on it because I thought it was the right thing, and I was making the call. Lord, you know, bless or block this, this, this activity so that I'll know that I'm continue. I went on for almost a year. Ten months before one day, it just suddenly dawned on me, the reason this is not working is it's been blocked. Oh, I see. <laughs> Why have I not been paying attention? And as soon as I recognized that, it's like my life changed. I felt 10 pounds lighter. I, I, I knew I'd finally got to the right point, but it took me 10 and a half, almost 11 months
3: to get to that place. Some of us are slow alone, Tom? <laughs> I don't want
1: to beat myself up, you know, because I, this was a lesson I had yeah, to learn. Yeah. But, you know, if, in terms of putting on the Christhood, we have to get out of the way sometimes.
2: <laughs> you know, um, let me touch on something that uh, that Mrs. Prophet uh, dealt with, and she did address America. And I just want to remind our listeners that the word America is the rearrangement of, the, of the, the words I am race. And so we are of the I am race all over the planet. And I was just thinking as I was going through my notes before the radio show, um, in America here we are of the twelve tribes. We are of the twelve elements of the cosmic clock. We are we have all these different colored skins.
1: The melting and- pot.
2: We are a great melting pot, and that's the reason that this nation, America, was created with the Constitution that we have, so that so that we could kind of set a stage that could be reflected and, and copied and replicated throughout the planet. Yeah. So, uh, you brothers and sisters who are listening are all Americans,
3: if you can relate <laughs> to the word. And, and not judging America by, you know... Current, uh, any leadership that, right. you know, that's not the point. It's no. a sponsored nation and it's sponsored because of the opportunity here. And of course, the forces of darkness will do everything to extinguish that opportunity.
2: And to divide and conquer. And well, divide right, and conquer. Right yes. now, we're seeing that. Know yeah. ye not
3: that we are one? You yeah. know, we're brothers and sisters, and the force is trying to pit one side against the other. And we can't allow that because we are all the children of the God, the sons and daughters of God. And so I, I appreciate you bringing that up, Terry, because it's an understanding of the mission of America, not what america has done right or wrong necessarily but the sponsorship of america by saint germain why so we would have the freedom to pursue our christhood that's it i I mean we were talking recently about the persecution of christians on this planet which is just unbelievable They can't even whisper the name of God, let alone put it in practice and talk about it in their daily lives. That's the purpose of America, that freedom of religion, which is so important. You know, even if it's not exactly what everybody else believes. Mm -hmm. And so we have this chalice and also it reminds us we have to take advantage of opportunity. We have it. Let's grab it and go with it.
1: Right. And please note, too, that we have not said that the only way to Christhood is through the Ascended Master's path. You can achieve Christhood wherever you are. However, you choose, as long as you have that intention, discernment, discrimination, and determination.
3: But the problem is, Tom, is that there are so many pitfalls along the way. One or two. It's like going on a road or a path. You know, you need to know where it goes, what you do, how you get there, and that's what the ascended masters bring.
1: Well, they do it best. I don't mean to denigrate anything there. I just want to make sure it's clear that what I'm saying is that we don't besmirch anybody's path. Where if you're coming through the Catholic faith or you're coming through some other Orthodox teaching. You can get there.
3: Yes, and you can take the principles of what the ascended masters teach and bring it into whatever your path is, whether it's Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, Hindu, uh, Buddhist, whatever it is. You don't have to leave those. I think that's what you're saying, Tom. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't have to leave that. Integrate some of these teachings because the master is saying, look, this is an equation, and you need to understand the rules and what's going on if you're going to make it. Good intentions are not necessarily (laughs) going to get you there because of the opposition.
1: Well, and again, we we do, do do mention this often. The opposition is real; that's a figment of our imagination. There are fallen ones. There are forces in the world that would pr- want to deprive you of your light because they want your light; they have none of their own.
3: Yeah, and they're setting off more than cherry bombs. Let me just put it <laughs> that way. You know, and and that's knowing that God is greater, Archangel Michael is greater. When you practice those daily disciplines, you will be protected. Your family will be protected as you put on that armor of God, so to speak. Yeah, and again, it's the equation of decrees which are so. You know, prayers are wonderful, but decrees draw forth a greater amount of light. And so, again, it's all part of one equation that we talk about here every week. You mm-hmm. put the pieces together, and you can be on your path homeward.
1: And, again, it is a joyful path. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a path of hope, path of faith. And it requires, again, a certain amount of awareness. It's not going to happen by accident.
3: And determination. Determination, And again. it requires love, because if you don't begin with love, that's where the end, you'll end with love. And so if you don't begin with it, I don't know that you can get there.
1: So let's tie a ribbon about, around this topic today, which is, you know, we put our Christ on daily. This is something that we can do with focused intention, accountability, with joy, and with the hope that the end or, and result of our efforts will lead us to the ascension oneness with the heart of God. That's, right. That's what we're talking about. That's really what we're here to do. So anyway...
2: Talk to us Yeah, at, please do. at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org, and we'll talk back.
1: Yeah, and again, remember, too, we're using the Corona Class Lessons, which is a book published by Summit University Press, available on Amazon, available through Barnes & Noble, and through our bookstore, tsl.org slash bookstore. So anyway, um, is anything we want to say to wrap this up? We're good to go.
3: Do your tube life. <laughs> All right. Yeah, for protection. You know? <laughs> do, do the practice. You yeah. won't hear it anyplace else. You can become the Christ. That's yeah. right. In this embodiment, if it's God's will.
1: Amen. Yes. Well, though the path upward may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are, are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.